Shut Off That Noise is generously sponsored by Hollow Log Records and Smoke in the Water, both located at 2227 Dundas Street West in Toronto, and by Pomp and Circumstance Wedding Photography. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Shut Off That Noise. I'm your host, Craig Riddock. It's so good to be back with an all-new and all-musical season of this podcast. Since last you heard from me, a lot has changed. The grove of black oaks near the end of my street has gone from being an autumnal wonderland of colour to a cascade of vertical inky black lines blanketed in snow. So thus, we are firmly entrenched in the beginnings of winter. On my way home to the studio yesterday, I received a great phone call from a good friend and mentor. He gave me some great notes on last week's podcast and a whole lot of encouragement. So I just wanted to say a big thank you to him. He knows who he is. Well, in this week's episode, I'm going to rewind back to two weeks ago, where I brought the three members of the band Old Major to my home for a Sunday afternoon of NFL football and treated them to some of my three bean chili, got them talking about the origins of their band, as well as their current ambitions. This week, it's the Indie Week Music Festival and Conference here in Toronto, and Old Major are going to be featured there this Friday night at The Joint. That's located at 55 Colborne Street in Toronto's St. Lawrence Market area. My first contact with the band Old Major happened through a colleague of mine back in the days of my architecture career. We found out over some of our lunchtime discussions that we shared a common interest in rock and roll, and that she was a drummer, and that her husband was also a drummer and golf pro. So that's Joey, the drummer of Old Major here. Well, Joey's wife Michelle invited me out to see them perform at the Elma Combo, so you'll know just how long ago that was because it's been a construction site for most of the last half decade. You know, I never cease to be impressed by the endless number of great bands that this city has to offer that are making high-caliber music in suburban basements in their spare time with no other ambition than to just make great music, get out and play it, You know, and so for you, the listener, Toronto provides us with a veritable cornucopia of live music choices, and these guys are just one. We're going to get to talk a little bit later in the show about some of my picks for Indie Week Festival at the end of the show, but I'm going to get you straight into the music here and give you a taste of the power and fury that is Old Major. This is the lead track off their self-titled album. The song's called Spellcheck. Thank you. 
say we play that first a lot of the time because it's a great expression of our whole thing as a band you know what i mean so uh the sound and the attitude and everything is very encapsulated so we're like it's also a good primer for us just to get in the zone it's like a mm -hmm. pump up kind of song mm -hmm. and every time we play it first it gets everybody's attention and nice yeah every time everybody's like i was way the back of the place at the bar and i just suddenly heard you guys playing and i didn't realize my foot was just swinging all over the fucking place <laughs> you know people saying shit like that and they were like as soon as i heard that song i got you guys right away and i was like okay so we'll just play that first forever <laughs> yeah. like, that is probably the most frequently so loaded song for the beginning of the set yeah Mark Zereni, I play guitar and uh, say stupid shit on stage, and then <laughs> and uh, I sing occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> and you are the primary primary writer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For okay. the most part, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yourself, John Stevenson, bass and vocals. Okay. Joey Pavone, and I play the drums. Okay, so Joey and uh, his wife, Michelle, and that's how I know I, this band is because Michelle and me worked at an architecture firm. So that's the connection there. So guys, so, so, so Rewind, when did this get started? When did you just, like, so you knew each other for a bazillion years and hung out with each other, but like, how did the original, like, old major get started? When was that? Oh, man. <laughs> There's so many variations. Well, yeah, it's became. just because it's, it's such a weird thing that we're, because we're all friends. I mean, we have been since, when did I meet you? 1993? Yeah. Yeah, so grade we were in grade nine. nine. I met you like a year later, or two years later or something. Same, 95. Yeah. 95. And that's when we formed our first ever band, which was like a tra tragic, tragic hip, hip cover tribute. band. No so way. Okay, so yes. not a heavy rock like you're doing right now. No, no, no. no. We, our orientations are very different. Like, I started in music via bands like uh, Weird Al Yankovic and Bare Naked ladies and even early rap and stuff like that mm -hmm. and when i met you we started singing those songs together exactly. started covering that stuff like wherever wherever we could play like the old town hall or something you know yeah, brampton we were just wherever we could but we all met play. at st thomas aquinas in brampton that's where kind of things started to evolve so when we had that band we played like well like one or two gigs i think something like that like yeah. a small handful okay so so even though you're kind of a new member to my eyes and ears you actually been in the oh, camp no, yeah. we've been, been in the circle forever. of friends yeah. already yeah for a long time okay yeah. long time, all right yeah. Yeah, yeah he was just doing his own thing while we were doing old yeah. major he was in you were in several bands i was in like, so many yeah. okay well, we're gonna get to your story yeah. too okay individually yeah. <laughs> so we're, gonna, we're gonna start with the origins yeah, origins yeah. here Absolutely. okay so i think after that uh in high school, it was somewhere near the end of high school. I I moved away like far like, to Mississauga, that which was far away from Brampton when you're 16, right? So, but uh, we tried to you know g uh, stick together and keep everybody together, but it it just didn't pan out. So I was kind of doing more just writing and stuff on my own. And uh, but I got to meet lots of cool people in Mississauga. I kind of got into that scene a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Joe, you were doing uh, Joey's Basement. That was a whole yeah. other band, which yeah, was a with, whole high school and then band we ended called up Joey's with Basement. April Fools. Yeah, you're the leader of the band. <laughs> no, Joe, not the band was called Joey's, Joey's Basement, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. only because we always used to play in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it literally I think that's when we officially yeah. discussed like having a band, and that was when you were in Joey's Basement. That was with Mike Kennedy, who was the original the bassist original of Old Major. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so I think we were all just hanging out at a house, house party one night, and I'd moved. To, from Mississauga to Bolton so I was now kind of in a closer postal code you know yeah. what I mean where it was like viable to like actually hang out and we had cars you know, we were yeah. older yeah. it was a bit more you know because before I was taking like 
two, three buses a day trying to like sneak back into Brampton whenever I could from Mississauga. So it was a very rebellious period. But um, mm -hmm. so finally uh, we we're hanging out one night and yeah, and then we all just discussed it and we we're like, hey, we should form a band again because uh, Joey's was basically started, was like, hey, you want to jam? Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, you want to just start playing music? And so we, uh, yeah, we started some early jams and we even came up with like a temporary band with that was with mm -hmm. Rob. What's so Rob? Our good one, one of I our recorded, old friends from back I in the day. I recorded some demos for you guys. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Which, and the band it was actually named was it Buck Seventy Five or something? But there was wow. a Buck Sixty Five. <laughs> so yeah. like, Can you guys give me a visual on what Joey's actual basement that you rehearsed in looked like? So this is the basement of your the original family home. My family home. My parents very patiently upstairs. They're actually uh, super cool. They never came no. down with the Armada so, so was or this, anything. Yeah. Was and this one of those rooms that had once meant to be like a man cave with like the Norwegian wood paneling and a so billiard table imagine, and then that all got kind of pushed to the yeah, side? Yeah. Or like what? Imagine, or was it no, just concrete? In the vision of your like European parents that uh, <laughs> want their, their vision of a, of a finished basement, yeah. except now it's uh, got a drum kit, a bunch of amps scrap, yeah. scraping up a laminate flooring yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and all the uh, yeah. subsequent damage that comes with having a bunch of crazy teenagers yeah. with instruments. Yeah. <laughs> They probably died a little bit yeah. inside, but uh, yeah, I mean, they they room. were really yeah. super cool at they the end were, of the day yeah. about it, and they were actually quite yeah. supportive, which yeah. was something you don't. Yay yeah. for the parents like, of our fucking for generation. them to tolerate me bringing a drum kit into that basement. Yeah. Uh, you got to it comes yeah. with ex certain expectations. My parents were the opposite. So where were you first playing? Like, what did you like? What was the first venues that you got yourselves into? There was no activity for a while. Like it was the thing was it was like a case of bad timing, especially with on my end because by the time we had started I mean we played like did we do we did a couple small gigs for friends and stuff like yeah. we did that New Year's party at the rec I center remember. remember that like yeah. that was fun we all got wasted and just played a bunch of covers and stuff it was just random but that was just early on we hadn't written anything yet we hadn't formed anything uh, like old major or anything in our sort of attitude or philosophy as a band nothing was there yet it was just we were just jamming having fun that was the, for the most part mm -hmm. and so uh, we did that, but then I wound up going, moving here to Toronto and going to school. So I went to OCAD and I did a five-year program. And while I was there, I was also working, had a girlfriend, apartment, so my plate was full. And that was, you know, basically when you guys were like freewheeling, you were like good to go. You're like, come on, let's tour the world. And I was like, I can't, I have class at 9.30. I I, guys, I, I'm, I'm fucked for time here. You know, so, so I was literally like that. But then as soon as I finished school, which was around 2006, seven, uh, that's when finally, you know, I was like, hey guys, let's, let's get out there but it was already this kind of turning over this turning of hands where you guys are becoming more responsible you're becoming adults you know what i mean like we're all everybody's growing up so sure. so yeah basically you know, but like but like Sorry. getting married getting the houses oh, everything yeah. like that you're actually settling and having real lives so it's suddenly it's not that easy to just get up and you know suddenly i'm like let's tour the world i'm done my you know i got my diploma or whatever uh and um, I secure my own basement Basically, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that was the good thing there. It was like we moved out of that uh, the the basement at your parents' house, but then you got a house and you you know thankfully donated the lower floor, like the basement, to us. Like the <laughs> one third, it was literally like you guys. You carried Michelle across the threshold, and we were right behind you with amps. <laughs> carrying that's amps. wonderful. Yeah. Just imagine that Michelle's face. And God yeah. bless Michelle so, for allowing yeah. it. Yeah. God yeah, yeah. But Michelle that was uh, for supporting that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Michelle, like technically, Michelle is a member of the band you know what I mean like she was she like that's that real sacrifice is the, Look, by the band wyvery you, know, you and like, I were also in a band with Michelle yeah oh yeah back in high school here's the thing Michelle actually plays drums as well her sheet mirror you remember the band so, shit and was Angela it? Hunwicks yeah does Michelle have her own kit no, no, no. no. She, she just plays right off mine. Yeah. yeah, it's a married kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's a married kid. Everything's yeah. packed. 
You now, took right? all, it's it's all yours. Yeah. Shells. Yeah. <laughs> she owns half of the my half shit. Does she ever own set of clubs? I've heard that. <laughs> no, she owns half of my clubs. <laughs> <laughs> so you both swing right. That's yeah. good. Okay. Well, that's she, right. We are both and right. You're about to the same height. Similar mechanics. We're fine. There's a standard uh, standard just, set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of a professional. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's, that is your. I think that band was named Spec. If I recall correctly. Probably. Was it Spec? See what I was saying about basements? Well, just as a note of interest, Michelle and Joey are also sharing their basement with Belle and Sebastian. Not to be confused with the musical group from Scotland, but rather their two toddlers, Isabel and Sebastian. I imagine that their basement is probably half musical instruments and the other half is tricycles and action figurines strewn about the floor. And they probably belong to the guys in the band. Well, here's something else that the guys made in Joey and Michelle's basement. Uh, and they also created a self-produced rock video for this next number. And from what the boys tell me, this is their best-known work. It's the album In Dog Years, recorded in 2013. Here's track number two from that album, Snake Charmer. Back to 
So Tim, what do we got going here at Smoking the Water? We got bongs, we got papers, we got grinders, we got lighters, we got pipes, we've got seeds, we've got CBD. Now CBD is a big thing right now. Even pet owners are coming in for the CBD stuff, right? Tell me about that. Oh, it's just good whatever ails you. It's a a (laughs) cure-all. Tell me about what we got going here at Hololog. Tell you or the Goonie Birds listening to your snapshot or whatever. Well, I'm hoping that some of them have turntables because we have vinyl and lots of it and all the different kinds of vinyl, including the stuff that hardly anyone sells anymore, like the bluegrass and the country and the folk and the Celtic and the kids section and all that stuff and all the cool records that I don't want to talk about because I'm not cool. Both Hololog Records and Smoke in the Water are located at 2,227 Dundas Street West in Toronto. If you go down to the store, let them know that you are a Shut Off That Noise listener and you can get a one-time offer of 10% off anything in both stores. Okay, well, let's get back to my interview with Old Major. Uh, Coming up later in the show, uh, we're going to have a big finale with a recording that we did right here in my living room in my little basement apartment uh, with minimal equipment. The guys just picked up some guitars uh, that were lying around here, like the gear that my band records with, and uh, and it was masterful. And there's going to be a little video out there on Twitter and on our Instagram feed. Okay, so back to the interview with Old Major. Okay, so we did. We kind of covered so your high school years. School, so so yeah. you finished. That was really kind of when we started our initial projects. Because the thing was at OCAD, they have. Uh, I was in the integrated media program. That's like oh, cool. a bit of everything. Like I have jack of all trades for doing creative stuff. So, but I was really involved in uh, uh, audio engineering and recording music, post production, film. Yeah. So yeah, and so and John, you. I went you, to Travis. You went to Travis. Went to yeah, Travis. At that okay. time, it was at uh, university college. It was the old location. Yeah. 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 What so, was your education? in their uh, Bachelor of Arts in Economics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then a uh, professional golf management program yeah, at Humber. <laughs> when it comes to golf in, in general, it's, a, well, it, first of all, it's not, like you're saying, like hockey and whatnot, it's not a team sport anymore. So you're just sort of like relying on yourself. It's That's a matter of perception point. too, when you're out there on a golf course, you're sort of playing against yourself in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's, you know, empowering, uh, more so than having to rely on others to, you know, pick up where you <clears> might <throat> slack off. With, with hockey players, I'll tell you what I've seen. Ho- I've seen professional hockey players hit a golf ball. I mean, I, you may not know what direction it's going to go, but it's some of the longest drives. It goes far. Yeah, yeah. Like they it goes hit, far. And it's just that slap shot, right? Like they already have yeah. the mechanics there. So a lot of these hockey players, the sport is it's, it's an easy transition for these guys. Yeah, I find they in can a lot of ways. More like, <laughs> like I've seen. I think I saw Nick Kiprios hit a hit a golf ball once and, and the sound that came, that came off that club face blew my blew me away the divot was even deeper and, and Whoa. it was like a full-on beaver pelt it was a little <laughs> steep on the angle but still like it was just the amount of power that these guys were able to transition through if old major was a team sport or maybe like a combination of team sports what it would be most analogous to Oh jeez, I don't know because I know nothing about sports. <laughs> okay, well then, yeah, well then that's you will, you will give the most honest answer. Then. Yeah, yeah, that's Sorry, true. If I knew yeah. enough about sports, I'd have an answer. <laughs> okay, if it was a soccer team or if it was a hockey team, I was going to use actually a soccer analogy. So, so, okay, do a soccer analogy because okay. like it's 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 strategy, right? A lot of it's strategy. A lot of it you have to know what that's the other true. teammates are doing. You have to sort of have that, like you said, that sort of psychic ability to. Yeah be where you need to be when I'm about to pass the ball along to you. The title of this episode, just so you guys know, is Old Major Halftime Show. So so you guys are, just so you know, on my personal football Sunday, you are my halftime show. I'm going to hand you a bunch of instruments. We're going to fire up the UI24 and a couple of cameras and just like, and just like let you rock it out. Okay. Okay.
Okay, for the first time ever, a live band from Shut Off That Noise Studios. I have Old Major here in my living room with a song from their new album, Okay. This is Inheritance.
Well, I got to thank my guests, Joey, Mark, and Mike from Old Major for coming over to my place and sharing some chili and football and telling me all about their band. That was a lot of fun. Movies opening this week include Charlie's Angels and Ford vs. Ferrari, The Good Liar, and the one I really want to see is Bluebird. In theater this weekend, you might want to get out there and catch Come From Away at the Elgin Theater if you haven't seen it before. Girl from the North Country is running at the Royal Alex, and Louise Petrie stars in Piaf Dietrich, and that's at the CIA Theater. Scottish comic Danny Boy is back on his Canadian tour, and you can see him at Roy Thompson Hall. Uh, on Friday night, the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts is presenting Allegra, that's Cirque du Soleil's latest tour de force. In Dance, the National Ballet of Canada is presenting Orpheus Alive and Chicone, and that's at the Four Seasons Center for the Performing Arts. Saturday night at the Meridian Hall, it's another brick in the wall, the opera. Yes, that's right, it's Pink Floyd's seminal album, The Wall, reimagined as an opera. The Indie Week Music Festival and Industry Conference runs from November 13th to 17th. If you're in Toronto, it's your opportunity to see and discover your next favorite artist. That is if you're not just listening to shut off that noise. You can catch the keynote speech with Steve Stewart, founding member of Stone Temple Pilots. He's going to be at the Thompson Hotel front room, uh, 4 p.m. on Friday tomorrow. The legendary folk singer Michelle Schacht, whom I love, is also doing a keynote speech Saturday, November 16th, discussing Musical Chairs, a survivor's case for artists right now, and that's also at the Thompson Hotel front room at 3 p.m. Tonight, Thursday, my recommend for your Indie Week experience, head out to Revival and catch four really great bands. The headliner is called Pterodactyl Problems. Now, if they didn't already catch my interest with the name, they completely had me at gender-bending, genre-defiling, fire-breathing, heavy metal, folk, glam, jazz, prog, and more. So yeah, you need to check this one out. Also tonight, you want to head over to Cherry Cola's. Uh, in the later part of the evening, around 1 o'clock, Queens and Kings are going to be playing. And I'm they're not a new band, and I'm pretty sure this is the Queens and Kings I'm thinking about. Uh, you might want to check them. Uh, at Hugh's Room uh, is the Indigenous Showcase. They get started around 8.30. Of course, Friday night, I'm going to be going to see Old Major. They're one of the first bands to be going on at the joint. Uh, things get going on around 8 p.m. For my Saturday night, I have two different recommends. I'd say head on over to Revival around 6 p.m. for the Korea Splash Showcase. Or I'd say head on over to the supermarket. Get there by 10 o'clock so you can catch Unidentified Funk Object. This is like like a 10-piece weird-ass science fiction funk band. The lead singer, he's a doctor or something. I, I don't know. I think he traveled through time to bring us this music and funkifies our times. Well, that was a mouthful today because it's going to be a really busy weekend. And that was a big report. So have a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to see you next Thursday. I'm going to try and get these episodes out in the morning for your early morning drive and commute and get a little bit more consistency going here as I build it. So I will be here definitely every Thursday for you with this show, with new interviews, with new music. And next week, I've got Ostella, the lovely and talented Elizabeth Pomeroy spoke to me over the phone from Edmonton. We have some uh, music from her new recording, and she's going to be performing at the Painted Lady next week on Friday for an early show. So until then, I'm Craig Redock, and you've been listening to Shut Off That Noise.